0: Hello, welcome to the Self-Learning Podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start discussion on Chapter 2, Rights in the Indian Constitution. And our topic is Preventative Detention. Ordinarily, a person would be arrested after he or she has reportedly committed some offense. However, there are exceptions to this. Sometimes a person can be arrested simply out of an apprehension that he or she is likely to engage in unlawful activity and imprisoned for some time without following the above-mentioned procedure. This is known as the preventative detention. It means that if the government feels that a person can be a threat to law and order or to the peace and security of the nation, it can detain or arrest that person. This preventative detention can be extended only for three months. After three months, such a case is brought before an advisory board for review. On the face of it preventative detention looks like an effective tool in the hands of the government to deal with the antisocial elements or subversives but this provision has often been misused by the government. Many people think that there must be a greater safeguards in this law so that it may not be misused against the people for reasons other than that which are really justified. In fact, there is a clear tension between right to life and personal liberty and the provision for preventative detention. Now, let us discuss other freedoms. You can see that under the right to freedom, there are some other rights as well. These rights, however, are not absolute. Each of these is subject to restrictions imposed by the government. For example, right to freedom of speech and expression is subject to restrictions such as public order, peace, and morality, etc. Freedom to assemble too is to be exercised peacefully and without arms. The government may impose restrictions in certain areas declaring the assembly of five or more persons as unlawful. Such powers can be easily misused by the administration. The genuine protest against an act or policy of government by the people may be denied permission. However, if the people are aware and vigilant in regard to their rights and choose to protest against such acts of administration, such misuse becomes rare. In the Constituent Assembly itself, some members had expressed their dissatisfaction about restrictions on rights. Now let us discuss rights of accused. Our constitution ensures that the person accused of various offences would also get sufficient protection. We often tend to believe that anyone who is in cha- charged with some offence is guilty. However, no one is guilty unless the court has found that person guilty of an offence. It is also necessary that a person accused of any crime should get adequate opportunity to defend herself or himself. To ensure a fair trial in courts, the Constitution has provided three rights. No person would be punished for the same offense more than once. No law. Shall declare any action as illegal from a packed date, and no person shall be asked to give evidence against himself or herself. Now, let us discuss right against exploitation. In our country, there are millions of people who are underprivileged and deprived, they may be subjected to exploitation by their fellow human beings. One such form of exploitation in our country has been beggar or forced labour without payment. Another closely related form of exploitation is buying and selling of human beings and using them as slaves both of these are prohibited under the constitution forced labor was imposed by landlords money lenders and other wealthy persons in the past some form of bonded labor still continues in the country especially in bricklaying work it has now been declared a crime and it is punishable. The constitution also forbids employment of children below the age of 14 years in dangerous jobs like factories and mines with child labour being made illegal and right to education becoming a fundamental right for children. This right against exploitation has become more meaningful. Now, let us discuss right to freedom of religion. According to our constitution, everyone enjoys the right to follow the religion of his or her choice. This freedom is considered as a hallmark of democracy. Historically, there were rulers and emperors in different parts of the world who did not allow residents of their countries to enjoy the right to freedom of religion. Persons following a religion different from that of the ruler were either prosecuted or Forced to convert to the official religion of the rulers therefore democracy has always incorporated the freedom to follow the religion of one's choice as one of its basic principles. Now let us discuss freedom of faith and worship. In India everyone is free to choose a religion and practice that religion. Freedom of religion is also included the freedom of concise. This means that a person may choose any religion or may choose not to follow any religion. Freedom of religion includes the freedom to profess, follow and propagate any religion. Freedom of religion is subject to certain limitations. The government can impose restrictions on the practice of freedom of religion in order to protect public order, morality and health. This means that freedom of religion is not an unlimited right. The government can interfere are religious matters for rooting out certain social evils for example in the past government has taken steps banning practices like sati, bigamy, or human sacrifice such restrictions cannot be opposed in the name of interference in the right to freedom of religion. The limitations on the right to freedom of religion always produce tensions between followers of various religions and the government. When the government seeks to restrict some activities of any religious group, people of that religion feel that this is interference in their religion. Freedom of religion becomes a matter of political controversy for yet another reason. The constitution has guaranteed the right to propagate one's religion. This includes persuading people to convert from one religion to another. However, some people recent conversion on the ground that these are based on intimidation or inducement. The Constitution does not allow forcible conversions. It only gives us the right to spread information about our religion and thus attract others to it. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning podcast.